0: Welcome back to another Impact Tonight on the Impact Education Research. This is episode 104. I'm your host, ID3, for Isaiah Drummond III. Nice parents are Philip Hawkins, Pastor Larry Weaver, and Charles Big C. Caldwell. Charles Big C. Caldwell, please say hello to the people. Hello to the
1: people. Charles Big C. Caldwell. Right
0: on. And Philip Hawkins, please say hello to the people. Hello, hello. This is Philip Hawkins. I'm glad to be here. So glad to have you here as well. And Pastor Larry Weaver, please say hello to the people.
2: Hello to all the people in the nation. Thank you for listening tonight.
0: Well, tonight's topic leaves me speechless, and that is how mental wellness transformed a young man's life. Psychologists identified several layers to help improve the awareness of meaning-making processes for mental wellness. In our young males, by promoting skills in carrying assets and in psychological well-being, people with mental illness are nine times more likely to be incarcerated than hospitalized. People with mental illness Stay four to eight times longer in jail than someone without a mental illness for the same charge. There is a knowledge gap, and this gap exists regarding the understanding, the understanding of the science, the behavior, and the medical and mental processes that support the developmental needs of young males globally and nationally. Mental health, mental illness is the single most critical issue facing young people. And early detection and intervention strategies are crucial to influencing the trajectory, the direction, the way that they're headed in preventing life course recurrences there is a growing public awareness that the old ways of performing counseling work no longer and we need new applications especially post COVID-19 tonight we're going to have a Discussion, but first I want to pull from Charles Big C Caldwell, a good friend of mine and mentor. He has mentored so many people with our to adults. Please say hello to the people and let us know what you're doing, currently,
1: Big C. Hello to the people. My name is Charles Big C Caldwell. I am very happy to be here. Uh, I'm honored to be on with Mr. Hawkins and Pastor Weaver in ID Three. Um, as a creative non-profit organization, I adolescent to adults. It's mainly to to help deter our young men and young women, young boys and young girls from making bad choices. My opinion of a hater is a person who made bad choices and decisions, and they're mad at you because you didn't. So I try to be proactive in my mentoring, preaching, teaching, whatever you want to call it to lead kids down the right way before they make a mistake. And because once they make a mistake, now everybody want to come in and they want to guide them. Well, I try to be proactive in my guidance and in my vision and in my speaking and in my lecturing, whatever you want to call it. And mental health is a global problem, you know, and we need a global response. Bottom line.
0: In fact, this is so detrimental to those who were in different environments, not just racially or culturally, but socially. And the majority of our groups that need understanding are our young
1: males. Um, My information was retrieved from health poverty action. Now, when I say that topic, health poverty action, and we're dealing with global problems of mental illness, automatically what comes to mind? Low income. Because when you poverty is low income, so as ID three was saying, it's killing us in our males and black males, men of color, you know Hispanics. You know we're we mainly the ones that are dealing in the poverty, and then what happens when one of us get caught up? They don't look at the fact that this man is suffering or this kid is suffering from depression or or schizophrenia, whatever the problem might be. We don't even take the time to diagnose them. We send them straight to prison. Why? Because prison is a money maker. And that's what we're doing, and that's what's happening. As the stats you read, ID3, it only makes you think about us. So let me go into my, my lecture. More than 300 million people, 4.4% of the world population, suffer from depression. These alarming figures reflect the wider prevalence of mental ill health more generally. It is estimated that mental health conditions will affect a staggering one in four people at some time in their lives. The same disparity is seen in levels of civil society mobilization. Organizations representing people with mental health problems and psychological disabilities are present in only 49% of low-income areas compared to 83% of high-income areas. So as you can see what's happening in the low-income areas, they're not, the organizations are not trying to help us out. Let's get a little bit more personal. In the black and Hispanic communities, This reflects another universal feature of mental illness. As with physical health, mental health is influenced by a wide range of social, political, and economic factors. These include social and economic disadvantage and deprivation, low levels of education, unemployment, or insecure employment, discrimination, and violence. Let me elaborate on that insecure employment. We're the the, the last hired and the first fired. That's the insecure employment. We're the last person to get the job, and we're the first person to get fired. We already know that, so that takes effect on you mentally. You work scared every day. Mental health, in turn, impacts on issues such as such as alcohol, substance misuse, abuse, gender-based violence, failure to address mental health, therefore has consequences for society as a whole. Much of all this about the scale and the cause of the problem has been known for some time, but the response to date in terms of resource and political will has been woefully inadequate. Despite the huge implication it has for global health, mental health receives a fraction of the funding of other diseases, both in allocations from ministries of health and development assistance. Mental health services must be incorporated as a core component of health system and must be clear in calls for comprehensive primary health care. Most fundamentally, any response to global challenges of mental health will only succeed if it addresses the multiple social, political, and economical detriment of the problem for transforming how we understand and respond to the problem of mental health illness to give the issue the priority it needs and deserves any comments wow oh you know it you know it you know you just came
0: out like somebody handed you a football but see you, you took off running with it but then you gave us such that's a vivid expression go ahead go ahead that's what you asked me to do sir <laughs> yes sir you gave you gave us a vivid expression for me as it relates to the beginning of healing okay and what do i mean by the beginning of healing those seasoned men that's been in the field that's seen, has been experienced, has been exposed to brokenness, to show us how to go from brokenness to healing and from healing, healing to wholeness, and it's through that self-acceptance when I heard you speak, I heard someone that has accepted who they are, who that man is in the mirror and has has reflected those thoughts and seen those images. And, And with that intensity, you were able to give back. You were able to sow seeds. You were able to impact in what you say. You were able to give guidance. You were able to give leadership that affects change. You are a change agent. You are a change agent because when you speak, when you go to prisons and speak, you give conviction when you speak on your podcast, on your webinars. You give conversion, and so with that in mind, and don't go anywhere, because I feel like you are a channel for blessings. So don't go anywhere, big C, because I'm gonna come back to you. You know why? Why are we seeing new waves of mental ill, um, mental illness? challenges in our, black and, in our black and brown communities and he gave us some solutions for that and, and these solutions are our beginning these are the beginning stages but we, we have to address them uh, let me go to my next guest here i'm so glad to have him here uh this is his first time but it won't be his last and that's philip hawkins please say hello to the people and let us know what you're doing sir before i answer your question
3: Hello, this is Philip Hawkins. Um, yeah, what I'm doing right now is mostly spending time trying to raise two mentally well little boys. Yeah, that's 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 really the gist of it.
0: Absolutely, and we thank you for your service, sir. As a, as a father, uh, I, I wanted to pull from you tonight because I, I want uh, a fresh set of eyes on this topic, and that being. Um, investment, investment in our, in our youth, like what you're doing now. And so you know of all people that this investment is, is crucial, is vital, is urgent. How does this make you feel with stepping up to the plate of a task like this, of, of investing your time, your energy, your intellect, your, your will, your soul, to helping young men I would say unlocking their inner power.
3: How does it make me feel? Um, well, um, I, it 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 certainly makes me feel the the you know the, the weight and the pressure and the, the need for leveling up. And yeah, I mean it, it's it's certainly necessary for me to uh, to make sure it's you know, I don't perpetuate it. So. I don't know it's something that weighs heavily on me, but I am really privileged. I'd say to to be in the position. So I had a very very present father, um, and uh, he he, I'd say he definitely poured all of himself into me um, in such a way that you know, I've I've got a few siblings who say, "Wow, so if you're you're just like him." Um, my mother, uh, you know, she's. Always astounded by how how I, I really just ended up just like my dad um i am grateful for that sort of thing, but I'm also wanting to make sure my children grow up to be you know like strong personalities in their own individual directions and um like yeah i mean yeah, i like I, i'm i'm pouring Pretty much all of myself in them but uh to try and to allow them just to be themselves at the same time
0: you know it, it reminds me of this excerpt called the greatest salesman in the world i have seen that seen that book philip so, but in this oh, book yeah. i believe it's chapter three he says and this is the scroll mark chapter three i will persist until I succeed, I will persist until I succeed. In the Orient, young bulls are tested for the fight arena in a certain manner. Each is brought to a ring and allowed to attack a pit addler, who pricks them with a lance. The bravery of each bull is being rated with care, according to the number of times he demonstrates his willingness to charge in spite of the sting of the blade henceforth i will recognize that each day i am tested by life and like manner if i persist if i continue to try if i continue to charge forward, i will succeed i will persist until i succeed you know i, I picked that quote because this is what young men need to hear they need to hear that if they keep trying if they keep persisting no matter how much it hurts no matter how many times they're told no you can't have this job, no, you can't have this car, no, you can't no, no no no, you can't have an a, no, you can't have a b i you know you can get a d, you can get a c, and this resiliency is is why we need the old teaching the young, why we need the wise teaching the students, and you know this is one of the reasons why we had to bring Pastor Larry Weaver onto the podcast. Pastor Weaver, thank you again, sir, for coming out and joining us. Please tell us a little bit about what you're doing and your field and entertainment and pastorship. Uh, please show a listeners, sir.
2: Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm right here in Waco, Texas, and I guess I've been sort of privileged uh, here in the city of Waco, and I say that because... Uh, My parents were born in the 1900s, 1916, and 1918, and I was born in 1952. But I had an opportunity uh, to land a good job at the age of 21 as a uh, Waco firefighter. And I worked with the Waco Fire Department for uh, 15 years. And then, I decided to uh, become uh, an entrepreneur, and we had a business in the family since 1947, which is an auto body repair shop, and we're still operating that business today. At the same time, uh, my father, in 47, organized a church called the Good Samaritan Baptist Church here in Waco, Texas, and I pastored from 2001 until 2016, and I'm presently still serving as the leader, as the leader, as one of the leaders, as an evangelism leader at this point. Also, we have a. Um, evangelistic broadcast that's heard every Sunday with a focus on the things that we're talking about right now and then we have another broadcast that's heard every Sunday from 6 to 8 a.m. referred to as In the Family. I have five grown children. My oldest child is 48 years old and my youngest child is 30 years old and they all have uh, a formal education. Uh, two are holding, well three are holding master's degrees and uh, they're all in the field of teaching. Uh, two are teaching in Dallas. One is uh, teaching at a prison. So I'm thankful.
0: Wow, wow, sir, I'm thankful to have you here. Uh, as you were talking, I, it reminded me of a, a excerpt out of a book by Kenneth Hagan. He's one of my go-to people uh, when I need to uh, just really, really be encouraged and inspired. But I'm going to read this quickly. Um, he said, Science has spent millions of dollars to develop the physical body of man. Additional millions have been spent developing man's intellectual processes which are a part of his soul but we know so little and have done so little about developing the spirit the spirit the spirit of a man and with that being said my question for you doctor pastor Larry Weaver (laughs) Why are old ways of performing counseling work no longer no longer applied, and new service delivery systems based on youth mental health models are being um, more and more identified as daily applications and daily approaches to uh, mental health? That's that's
2: my question. Well, I think the part B of that question um, has to be uh, explored. I really believe that the old methods that were used uh, in our community from the start are still relevant today. And what I mean by that, uh, when we talk about mental wellness and mental health, uh, we, we have three crucial trinities in the world today, the home, the church, and the school. Uh, during the time when we were coming up, most of most of us had a healthy home experience. Would you agree? And so that 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 helps to apply for a stable mental state. Uh, that needs to be continually uh, interjected in a child's upgoing. But since things have become so complicated now in society, since. Since, since this nation is a capitalistic society and we heard Big C mention that the uh, prison institution, the penal institution, uh, is one of those uh, demons that is capitalizing on our humans, on our young humans, on our young men. And so what do we have to do? what do we have to do to uh remedy that uh, particular uh stigma is to is to is to continue to do what we're doing i also visit the prisons and, and and the greatest antidote for this problem that we have is to introduce uh our males our people our families to the voice of God, and so my questions have been, what can we do? What can we do? I think I think counseling is very important in the light of revealing uh, essential truths. Okay, essential truths, because uh, when we consider uh, the approach to counseling as it relates to violence. We ask ourselves, why is there so much violence uh, as it relates to our people and how does that uh, side up with mental uh, health? Well, I think one of the problems that we find when a person has low self-esteem, they may feel like Cain felt that he didn't have any approval. But we come to tell people today that if they do well, they will be accepted. If they do well, they will be accepted. And we're living in a society where we have to make our sons aware of the fact that they are kings. They are uh, the head and not the tail. Even though the devil uses his schemes and he uses those things, those fiery darts, to offset us and this causes uh, mental instability so I think the answer to the question is to implement more of the word of God and we do that by forming these small podcasts and small groups and we have purposeful teaching purposeful doctrine purposeful counseling in relation to the problem that we are faced with today it just depends on what the problem is so I think that there's trouble everywhere and we need to know that we should encourage those that we're talking with to keep active eat well drink sensibly keep in touch ask for help take a break and do something that they're good at.
0: That Thank you. was purposeful. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my good. Okay, Pastor, Pastor Weaver, what you said, what I heard from what you said was, we are, in our community, we're AWOL. Because there are so many snares for our young men and our young women. But tonight we're talking about young men. And we and because we're so AWOL, they're they're literally falling in these snares. What you said was so empowering. Your your approach. Oh my! God. Listen, listen. Let me let me open up. Let me open up the panel real quick before I, because I, I want to come back to you. But just who wants to go? Who wants to take this? So far, if you could describe this podcast for tonight's discussion. And again, tonight's discussion is how mental wellness transforms or transforms a young man's life. Who who want to describe where this conversation is going tonight?
2: One man, like yourself, can unlock a lot of power in the minds of men. Mm. That's part of the uh, process in healing, I believe, is that... Ooh come in contact with uh, you know with the right association.
1: I like to I like to speak with my grandfather always told me we had a third grade education in Arkansas my grandparents raised me he always said charity begins at home and spreads abroad I heard the pastor talk about his family I heard uh, Hawkins speak of he had a father That's the problem we have nowadays, my brothers, with us males. Okay, I did a speech one day on Father's Day. I think it should be called Daddy's Day because God is our Father who's right in heaven. But if a male has a daddy at home, that kid is less prone to get into trouble, to go to prison, and as you heard the pastor say, all his kids are educated. My daughter's educated, because I was there. When Uncle Sam didn't have me deployed, she had a daddy. Even when I was deployed, she had a daddy. So that's, in my opinion, and I heard Mr. Hawkins say, he had a father. That is the difference, in my opinion, of our young males. That home's experience of Barton, that hear him, he's still a successful businessman. That's because that cohesiveness was there in his household from his parents, to him, to his kids, and that generation is gonna continue on.
2: But you said something important. and I, I heard what you said and 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 what what I try to do is is get people get young men to cross the bridge okay now if daddy is not present in the home then you made a statement that's so important because the father is in heaven and what we would do we would base scripture we would base that evidence on scripture when david said when mother and father forsake me then the lord would pick me up so i like to i like to throw you know i i I like to put some uh, meat on that bone i I appreciate you uh saying that because that's the word that i try to get out when i go to the waco uh jail houses we have to give them hope hope is a discipline
0: Let's talk about, because we have of time, let, let's talk about real quick, uh, BC, you can take this, but let's talk about some some policies that we need to start looking at, uh, school policies, policies in our community that that needs to change or needs to be developed. What are you, Bixie, and, and I know you got stats, as it relates to policies that we need to start seeing happening and not being quiet about what what needs to be what needs to be emphasized as it relates to these policies
1: and procedures in
0: in our community, especially in our black and brown communities, DC.
1: Okay, I appreciate that question. Um for as the future direction of including policies and theories, we have to develop attention to nosology. And I love that word of nosology. It's the branch of medical science dealing with the classification of diseases. And broader culture issues are emphasized, as we're speaking culture here. We're 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 we're, we're, speci- we're going special specializing on the boy or the man, and then we're talking mental health. There are different forms of mental health, and then what we need to do is get the nosology involved, the branch of medical science dealing with the classification of diseases. And just because Leroy has a problem in mental health and Larry we have a problem in mental health. They might be totally different. So we need to get down deep into our culture, and then we need to put emphasis on the different forms of mental health. Adolescent boys and young adult men are undeserved population relative to their mental health needs. For those in the age of 16 to 24, it's about thirteen point percent of young men experiencing recent mental health problems will assess mental health services. For example, suicide has taken over in our youth now. Now, I don't wanna get racist on this, but I'm gonna speak culture. When I was a kid, I'm 61 years old, born in Arkansas. I know Pastor Weaver said he's 68. I'm not sure how old Brother Hawkins is. And I, I you know ID3, I know you, you're younger than we are. Black, blacks didn't commit suicide. You never heard of a black person committing suicide. They might've OD'd on drugs or whatever, something like that, it was in a car accident. But you didn't hear of us committing suicide. Nowadays, we are. And, and we don't know if it's if it's mental health we don't know if it's because of the 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 household we was raised in, we don't know if it was drugs, we don't know if it's alcohol, you know, whatever the problem is, we need to try to stop that. We need to prevent that. We need to come up with theories on how we can prevent these young boys from from committing suicide. A lot of it has to do with anger. A lot of it has to do with, with just depression or society. And as you very well know, technology has become so prevalent in today's world until they have access to things that we couldn't even imagine. So now we had imaginations, but now it's vividly right in front of them through technology. They got video games, they got television, they got movies, man, with all these unbelievable things happening that I can't even relate to. I'm like, man, if you think about the book of Revelations, and I'm getting a little bit deep on this, if you think about the book of Revelations and how John revealing things and what he visioned when the world is coming to the end, that's what you see on, on technology nowadays. That's what these kids have access to. And while I'm speaking on this, I don't want to stay too long because we run out of town, but I literally, I'm, I'm a retired, veteran, 25 years, United States Air Force, been to war five times. I've literally had a kid, and it was a colonel and I was speaking one day during Veterans Day, to come up to the colonel and ask him, have you ever been killed before? and the colonel didn't laugh and I didn't laugh we looked at him and we both thought the same thing this technology nowadays with all these video games and stuff and they're being able to go kill and all this stuff and they can imagine they can see whatever they come to mind they don't realize once you get killed you're not coming back but on these video games they are and I believe that is one of the problems we have in our world today you know we we, we're just we're just getting away from the from the roots of the good boys the good old days you know where well, you know you you didn't you, church school you know that that home that is where love was spreading. you know you could go to school back in the day and you could get trained on on how to be a successful young man and it was up to you to make those choices nowadays these kids has access to as much technology until how can you how can you deter it they can go to Google they can search they can find anything they can go to the internet they got cell phones how can you stop it And I believe that's the problem in our world today is this technology is just overtaking and we're not sitting them down, getting that FaceTime because online training ain't going to do it. We need to get back in the school. We need to get back in their face. We need to get back in the classroom, back in the home, back in the churches. That's what we need because what's happening, they're relocating to the prison and the cemetery. That's my word,
0: and it's only going And it, oh, oh, and that's a powerful word, and it's only going to happen with people passionate like you are, passionate like all three of you are on this panel tonight. But yeah, you're right. The, our children have been exposed; they've been exposed to things they don't need to be seeing, and it's causing these psychological challenges to manifest, like schizophrenia. Like,
1: amen, PTSD. amen. Pastor,
2: I know you got some. Yes. I I, I just want to piggyback on what the brother said. I mean, the the veteran, uh, we we really appreciate uh, those men who have served. Uh, I have special interest in veterans because they always offer a strong edge to any conversation when it relates to discipline, uh, knowing how to be a soldier, knowing the importance of training. I wish we had, I wish all of our young men could serve the country, okay? That's one thing that the devil is trying to cut off. Uh, That that was a law that, uh, I mean, uh, 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 select service was a mandate for young men, amen, in order to get a good job. Now, that's a snare, because not every young man knows about that, but select service is important, because once they register, they can get government jobs, you know? So, I think that uh, what we need to do is continue to um, infiltrate, re-infiltrate our churches, make good use of our training, uh, home, school, and church Uh, disciplines have to be taught. Uh, We have to continue to instruct our kids because the generations are at stake. And we want to influence them with the word of the Lord. That's one great influence. Because you, squ- you quoted a scripture in Timothy about science. Well, it's, it's, it's called science falsely. It's all about God's creation. And so uh, we, are, we are made in his image. And he has some expectations for us. We can't say it all tonight, but I agree with going into the schools, I'm going to the jailhouses, and we see a lot of young men in those prisons. And I ask them, I ask them, I ask them to pray for their attorney, pray for them, because when you do that, then it moves the hand of God you see and when they pray for their attorney they in turn can pray for the judge and pray for the person that they offended because repentance is important for mental health knowing that they've been forgiven is important in making and adjusting and reaffirming their step in the Lord thank you
0: Listen, we gotta put this. We, we gotta put this to bed. This conversation was so good. This was another impactful night of the Impact Education show. We had Philip Hawkins, Pastor Larry Weaver, and Charles Big Carwell Caldwell tonight.